Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, boys and girls. I don't even know what day. It's Thursday. <laughs> it's Juernes, guys. We're nearly there. We're nearly... We've we've um, we've gotten over the the horizon and we're rolling freewheeling downhill to the weekend. How are you doing, folks? Hopefully, well. How are you doing, Natch? Very well, thank you. Yeah, it's nearly, we're nearly there. It's meeting day today, Natch. I should wear a black armband <laughs> for meeting day for all the time that they've <laughs> they've killed. <laughs> um, how are we doing? Who's joining me in the live audience today? We've got Carmen, BTI, Eugene, Vero, Pedro, and many more that aren't saying good morning. What's wrong with you people? How are you doing? Good morning, folks. Um, morning, beautiful warriors around the universe and beyond, says Vero. Everybody else um, wishing us a happy juernes. I love that in Spanish. You know, the idea that you can mix the concept of Thursday and Friday together. Because if there's anything Spanish people love, it's um, it's a day off <laughs> or an excuse to have a drink. God, love this country. Um, yeah, it's a well, happy February, Natch. That was fast. <laughs> January was fast, man. Too fast. It was a miserable month. How was your January? Mm, uh, typical January. No, not arrancando. <laughs> yeah, no. Del todo. You, you know, January was a miserable month. I'm glad it's behind us. I'm glad we're in February, guys. Oh, February, the month of love. Two weeks away from Valentine's Day. Just to um, strike fear into the heart of all men who have no idea what to get for their partner. Do you have any ideas what you're going to get for Lady Natch? I never got anything. Really? No. I get Because I can see no visible scars. How do you do that? <laughs> it's, it's mutual. She, she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't care. If I, if I don't get... I've got to... Oh, God. I'm going to get I'm gonna get in trouble again. <laughs> On the advice of my lawyer, I'm just going to say, yeah, looking forward to Valentine's Day. I have to... If I don't get anything, I have to at least handwrite a card. Can I tell you what a Christmas card looks like from me, Natch? Dear Natch, Happy Christmas. Rob. <laughs> That's it. Same with Valentine, same with birthday. You know, I'm a man of few words outside the radio. No, no, no. I've got to write like a prose. <laughs> Thank God for ChatGPT. I will not use ChatGPT in my Valentine's Day card. Don't worry. I'll use the elves. <laughs> Good morning, Hema Bridge. More people joining us live. Guys, if you want to be as cool as these people, it's very simple, my friends. It's very simple. All you do is go to twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian and join the show live, interact with us live on the show, be a part of the content. Yeah. So Valentine's Day, I'm already feeling the anxiety building, Natch. I don't know. I never know what to get. And you know, when I say I don't want anything, I actually mean it. <laughs> there is no, I'm reading between the lines. No, I actually don't want anything. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll probably go for Gallego food, probably. Yeah, if you're one of our international f listeners, Gallego food is basically um, seafood, you know? Like um, squid and things like that. Oh, nom, nom, nom. Octopus. Get yourself a new phone bridge. Yeah, get yourself a new phone bridge. I, I agree with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, I've been getting a lot of messages. Been getting a, I've kind of resisted from the first lunchtime show a couple of weeks ago when I said I have no knowledge of the life or works of Taylor Swift between then and yesterday I I kid you not I have said some outrageous things on this program I've spoken about how Spanish music makes my ears bleed I've talked I've spoken about some really controversial things about politicians everything yeah the the most messages I've received over everything that last couple of weeks is people chastising me of my lack of knowledge of Taylor Swift. I'm a middle-aged man. What do you expect? But yeah, you know what? I will. I promise I will up my Taylor Swift um, knowledge. I recognize it's me. Yeah, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> and I will get it sorted, friends. Okay, what's coming up in today's show? Let me tell you. I asked 100 humans that in movies, 
In las películas, in movies, what occupation is usually almost always played by men? Woo! Right, sisters, let's, <laughs> let's get this sorted. Let's fix the movie industry. In movies, what occupation is usually um, played by men? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, and then in um, in today's unpopular opinion, we are we are going back to the uh, topic of movies. And today's unpopular opinion is in the last decade, um, la última década has been it has been the lowest point in the history of movies. La última década ha sido el punto más bajo en la historia del cine. Mm. What do you think about that? That's um, uh, it's an interesting one. Lots to talk about there. Um, and finally, um, in today's Complete the News, in the second half, we'll find out what or who are trying to kill baby manatees. Oh, I don't know. Don't ask me how to, tell, how to translate manatees. That's coming in the second half of the show. Um, January is like hell but cold. True story, Carmen. Can we get a probo proof for that? True. Robo approved. Not only does does January traditionally contain the the worst day of the year being Blue Monday, the most oppressive day of the year. I think it carries that stigma through the whole month. I hate January. In equal measure to how much I love Christmas. Ugh. Um Ver- Vero says for me January and February are the worst months. Ugh. They are. I kind of like February more than January. Because, you know, March is around the corner, springtime. Oh, Yesterday was really warm. The day I was born was like hell, but cold, says Bridge. Oh, yeah, happy birthday for yesterday, Bridge. She says, I love January. Bridge, you always have to be so contrary. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, friends. I'm here, you're here. Let's, let's go ahead and see what's going on in the world, shall we? Okay. Um, you know, Natch, uh, listeners... The It's like the news cycle just wants to terrify you with one thing or another. Global pandemics, AI taking your job, political partisanship, ruining society. Well, I have a piece of news here from, let me see, where's it from? <laughs> from uh, the giantfreakingrobot.com. <laughs> Believe me, it's a good news source, even though. So yeah, in the face of all this terrifying news, friends, here's a news story for you. The moon is shrinking and causing dangerous moonquakes. <laughs> La luna está encogiendo. Oh, Natch, come on. Y provocando peligros sismos lunares. Mm, moonquakes. Eh, sismos lunares. I don't know. You tell Maybe me. Maybe seismos. I don't know. Seismos. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Okay, there you go. You see, that's why he's the teacher. I'm the student. Um, how are you doing? Con joining us all the way from South Africa. Welcome, welcome. Um, you want hate? You want you want to hate January? Spend one in Finland, says Pedro. January is is a bad December without Christmas. It's wow, another Probo approved. Yeah, yeah, top Probo approved. January is is just basically Christmas. It's just basically December without anything to look forward to at the end of it. Oh, see Pedro, you know Oracle number two. Um, I did in Norway. I did in Norway, but everything there is coherent with the chilling weather. Yeah, hasn't it been unusually warm in Spain? Don't you think, Natch? This this January, the other day, I was out walking around without a jacket on. Crazy. Global warming, friends. Brought to you by the global elite. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get messages about that now, Natch. Okay. Anyway, so la luna está encogiendo. Um, uh, y provocando peligros seismos lunares. A recent study reveals that the moon is gradually shrinking due to the due to cooling in its core, leading to moonquakes and fault lines on its surface. This shrinkage, observed by scientists, includes, uh, including Nicola Schmer of the University of Maryland, has resulted in the moon's circumference reducing by around 150 feet. Wow. Um, over, the, over several hundred million years. I've never related to the moon as much as I do right now. Natch, how hard is it to lose that Christmas weight at all? 
<laughs> Should we be not congratulating the moon instead of body shaming it? You're looking good, moon. Whatever. Don't listen to the scientists. Did you put on weight over Christmas, Natch? A little bit. I can't mean, I can't notice. I don't know if it's because I always see you sat down, but you don't look it. Like, I look it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't want to describe it on the radio because people are probably eating their breakfast right now. <laughs> I hate the end of March and the start of April. It's always um, very dirty here, says uh, Eugene, joining us all the way from Russia. The bridge asks, who's squeezing it? In reference to the moon shrinking. Um, yeah, I don't know, Bridge. I think it's just trying to peel off those Christmas pounds, if you ask me. Getting its beach body ready. Operación Bikini para la, para la Luna. <laughs> Although this doesn't significantly impact the Earth's tidal effects, it poses challenges for lunar exploration. The fault lines and moonquakes, especially intense near the moon's southern pole, could hinder future NASA missions, including the Artemis III mission planned for the same region. Moonquakes are more severe and longer-lasting than earthquakes due to the moon's lower gravity. There you go. Yeah, so the moon is shrinking. How is it the moon is more successful in its weight loss regime than I am? I have no idea. You know, I, I've, I'm eating a lot less, Natch. Although, I'm eating a lot less of bad things. Yesterday, my dinner... Considered, consisted of patatas fritas, chips with gravy, salsa de carne. Oh, my God. Just a plate of chips and gravy. <laughs> like I'm a university student again. I've never, I have not progressed. I have not progressed in life. Uh, Vero says, peligroso sismos. All right. Can we get a nivelazo for, for Vero? Nivelazo. Thank you. Thank you, teachers. Yeah, killing it. All right. Let's move on. You know, there's one thing we can set our clocks by every year now, Natch. One thing, listeners, we can we can rely on. That once a year, every year, <laughs> um, the American Senate will call in all the heads and CEOs of big tech and ask ridiculous questions. Am I a TikTok? No, TikTok is a social media platform, sir. Can I post a tweet on TikTok? No. Uh, you're thinking about X, the platform. X. <laughs> well, guess what, friends? Uh, yeah, there was another Senate Judiciary Committee hearing where top social media executives, including um, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, faced intense questioning by people who have never used social media in their long lives. <laughs> so this news coming from ABC, uh, abcnews.com. Mark Zuckerberg Apologies to families, apologizes, sorry, to families of kids harmed online as the Senate grills tech CEOs. Uh, Zuckerberg said a school park on um, con las familias, or a las familias, I think, de niños perjudicados en línea mientras el Senado interroga a los directores ejecutivos de, de Big Tech. I don't know how that translation was, Natch. You're nodding, so I... I Será posible by a nivelazo. I'm kind of... I'm guessing you approve. Okay. Um, in a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, top social media executives, including Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, faced intense questioning regarding the mental health risks and dangers of online child exploitation associated with their platforms. Zuckerberg issued a direct apology to families affected by these issues. The hearing highlighted the industry's shortcomings in protecting young users from harm and um, the need for federal regulation, um, but left unanswered how Congress will address these concerns. That's the thing, you see. That's what annoys me about these committee hearings. You know, they get kind of, they get waylaid by their own identity politics and they never actually tackle the real issues. I mean, the real issues here how young men and women are being negatively um, affected mentally by, um, uh, you know, by the, the pressure and the peer pressure they feel by the posts that they're engaging with on social media or their privacy being infringed by these companies who are collecting their data, you know, or other, a myriad of real problems. <laughs> and one of the questions asked to the CEO of... Um, uh, of ByteDance, of TikTok. One of the questions asked was, are you a member of the Chinese Communist Party? 
The guy's from Singapore. He's Singaporean. Oh, oh, America. Um, yeah. So the CEOs pointed to their efforts to improve safety, such as Meta's initiatives for content moderation and age verification. This discussion also covered um, various legislative proposals aimed at enhancing online safety for children, but were no, there was no consensus on specific bills. Yeah, of course. Of course, they'll just kick that can further down the road, won't they? Yeah. Peligrosissimos. Muy peligrosos. Thank you, Vero. God, you're on fire today. Yeah, I don't know. And Mark Zuckerberg's apology, you know, can we really believe it? Can we? I don't know. Maybe he is, sorry. I mean, they have, really, they have kind of tried, they have made efforts to um, increase child safety on their platform. But, you know, how did that apology sound? Yeah, I am very sorry for your human children. <laughs> Yeah, no, pretty soon they'll um, update him to ChatGPT4 and perhaps he'll gain a little more empathy for the rest of us mere mortals. Who knows? Okay, let's um, let's move on. Uh, final piece of news. Oh, Natch. Oh, we're running out of time and this is a good one. Fi- final piece of news. F- Oz, um, favorite Australian foods linked to our Alzheimer's. Comidas favoritas australianas vinculados al Alzheimer. Oh, okay. Let me get into this news and then we'll talk. We'll talk, friends. A study by Bond University researchers, um, including lead author um, Tahira Ahmed, has discovered a significant link between regular consumption of meat-based and processed foods and the development of Alzheimer's disease. Do you want to know what these foods include, Natch? Oh. Meat pies, sausages, ham, pizza, and hamburgers. Can I just say, Natch, before my mind goes, (laughs) it's been a pleasure working with you. (laughs) If I ever, (laughs) when I get to the point, right, where I forget my name and what I'm doing and where I am, I'm coming into work in my underwear, that kind of thing. I just want you to remember that. I want you to take that with you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, apparently a significant link. This um, this article coming from Bond University um, in the Gold Coast, uh, Queensland, Australia. Yeah, um, they have demonstrated a link between processed food and Alzheimer's. If any piece of news has made me want to go out and eat a carrot, it's this one. <laughs> oh, I assume you eat very few, very little processed food, Natch. You seem like a man who, you know, yeah. I try to. I eat, uh, I eat it. I need to take a le- I need to take a leaf out of Nacho's book. Just take a- I don't know. We're working together for so many years. You haven't rubbed off enough on me, Natch. You have on my Spanish, thank God. All right. On that note, friends, let's move on to today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Okay, friends, all you people joining us live in the audience, this is where we need you. It's time. For the unpopular opinion. Today's unpopular opinion is the last decade, la última década, the last decade has been the lowest point in the history of cinema or the lowest point in the history of movies, however you want to say it. La última década ha sido el punto más bajo en la historia del cine. Um, Yeah, what do you think? There are certainly many angles to take this from. You know, is this just nostalgia on our part, looking at movie history and thinking, wow, aren't movies bad today? You know, like we do with music, etc. Or is this, is there general validity to this point that I hear um, time and time again by various movie commentators on um, YouTube? Oh, movies suck. So woke. Too many visual effects. Is it really um, at the lowest point in cinema? Well, let's find out. Let me tell you, friends, boy, did I torture those elves this morning. Poor little guys. And they provided me with some pros and cons. Before we get into those, on Instagram, I released the post on Instagram, Natch. How do you think people voted? Uh, They said true. They did, sir, indeed say true by a lot. 84% said true. This, these movies, these modern movies... Terrible. Hmm. 
Um, uh, okay, let's get into the pros and cons as given to us by the poor um, enslaved Proboshaw elves. Critics argue there has been an over-reliance on established franchises, sequels, prequels, and reboots, leading to a lack of originality and creative storytelling in Hollywood. This trend is seen as stifling new voices and unique narratives in favor of box office guarantees. Woo. Um, the last decade has seen an unprecedented dominance of superhero movies, which, while commercially successful, are often criticized for their formulaic plots um, and for overshadowing other genres and independent films that struggle to find distribution and audiences. You know, here, this just makes me think of all the action movies in the 80s and 90s. You know, then... Uh, then all the dinosaur movies that came in the early 2000s. And then, isn't this a little bit cyclical? Isn't this, hasn't this always been a thing? I don't know. Impact of streaming services. The rise of streaming services while democratizing access to movies is argued to have diluted the quality of films with the emphasis on quality to satisfy the constant demand for content. Critics suggest that this model might compromise the production value and storytelling depth. So basically just saying there that because streaming services um, uh, rely on um, quantity over quality, it's bringing down the general quality of cinema as a whole. There may be some truth to that. Loss of the, the theatrical experience. The digital and streaming revolution has also been blamed for undermining the traditional theatrical experience, which many cinephiles argue is essential for to, truly appreciating the art of filmmaking. The COVID-19 pandemic accelerated this trend, with many movies going straight to digital platforms, further hurting cinemas. Here, I am completely on board. I don't go to the cinema nearly half as much as I used to. I used to go at least once a week. Now, once every two months, max. And is it essential for enjoying a film? Well, maybe not essential, but you, when you go to a cinema, you're seeing the movie as many filmmakers intend. You know? Let's continue with the cons. People saying, no, no, no. The last decade has been a vibrant and interesting time for movies. Let's see what the arguments here are. The last decade has seen significant strides in diversity and representation, both in front of and behind the camera. Movies like Get Out, Parasite and Black Panther have been lauded for breaking stereotypes, addressing social issues and bringing diverse stories to mainstream audiences. It's true. I don't think I have ever consumed as much foreign movie, for, as many foreign movies and TV shows as I have in the last decade. I mean, and and that's for me who lived, who lives in Spain, and I am a cinephile, and I love Spanish cinema, not all Spanish cinema, but you know, quite a lot of it. Um, I think the last decade, Korean movies, uh, movies out of um, Japan, movies, why not, from all over the world. Same for TV. And that's largely thanks to um, streaming outlets. Let's continue, anyway. Um, international cinema. The accessibility of international films has increased thanks to streaming services and the global film movement. Uh, films from non-Western countries are enjoying more visibility and recognition, as evidenced by the success of movies like Parasite, which won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Have you seen Parasite, Natch? No, I haven't. Of course you haven't. <laughs> I knew as soon as the question was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, advancements in technology have enabled filmmakers to push the boundaries of what's possible on screen. High definition visuals, advanced CGI and innovative filming techniques have contributed to breathtaking cinematic experiences like those seen in Avatar and Gravity. Whether you like the story of Avatar, I'm going to be honest with you, I, particular, I don't particularly of neither of the movies. I think the stories are very, very basic, but I enjoy both movies. Um, visually, they are absolutely breathtaking. And these advances in, um, in, in cinema, for example, the first Avatar movie led to a swath of 3D films, you know? These um, experiences that we tend to go to the cinema to enjoy, these big blockbuster movies, they are more than ever before just mind-blowing. 
Okay, and final, the rise of independent film. While big studios may dominate the box office, the last decade has been a golden age for independent cinema, with platforms like Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, Amazon Prime Video providing a space for indie films to reach a global audience. This has led to a proliferation of unique, boundary-pushing films that might not have found an audience otherwise. True story. So let's settle this debate, my friends, for once and for all. I'm going to post a poll in the chat, and you, our decision makers in the audience, will tell me. Has the last decade been the lowest point in the history of cinema? Or are we in a golden age? Guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this the um, the Thursday edition of the Probo Show. How are you doing this morning? My God, the people in the audience are killing it today. Killing it. Doing God's work, my friends. Um, if you've just tuned in, what have you missed? My God, so much. Okay, in the first part of the show, we um, we looked at how the moon is apparently shrinking. Yeah, the moon is shrinking. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, because of moonquakes, I guess. Because... Um, well, we did know why, right? We uh, we read the piece. Due to cooling in its core, it's leading to moonquakes and um, and fissures opening up, uh, fault lines opening up on the surface, which could affect future missions to the moon. Um, we looked at Mark Zuckerberg apologizing to um, families of children's ha- children harmed uh, by. Um, online social media technology and just the ridiculousness of these senate hearings with with ceos and finally um the worrying news of how uh, eating processed foods basically everything i eat causes alzheimer's did i say that already natch i can't even remember now hi i'm richard Vaughn. <laughs> all right and then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion which is or was the last decade um, the last decade has been the lowest point in cinema. True or false? My God, what um, the people in the chat have done amazing work today, let me tell you. Uh, let's get into um, what they've been saying. Uh, where are we? Okay, Vero kicked us off today with, um, with this point. Where are we? True, the films of the last decade have generally been worse than the previous ones. Perhaps this is because movie studios have focused more on special effects than on the stories themselves. Personally speaking, I prefer a well-told story or a good script to wonderful special effects. I think we're all kind of on the same page with that one. Me too. But that doesn't mean a special effects movie can also be great. I mean, quite. I mean, every movie uses special effects, right? Um, it's just the good ones you usually can't tell. All right, let's continue. That's a great. Uh, can we get a Probo approved for Vero, please? Probo approved. Um, Pedro says I voted yes, but I recognize my own bias here. I think there's some lack of creativity in the movie industry compared to the '80s or '90s, but there's also our own subjective experience to be pondered. True story. Can we really argue that we don't operate within some nostalgic bubble where we look at the things of the past and say, oh, so much better than today? I mean, look, sequels weren't invented um, in uh, 2013, my friends. (laughs) You know, they weren't invented then. How many Terminator movies has there been? How many Alien movies? How many Back to the Future movies? There have always been sequels trying to create little movie universes. This is not a modern phenomenon, my friends. Um, But interesting point, nonetheless. Carmen says, shame on me. I voted true, but the truth is I don't go to the cinema as often as I used to. On the other hand, I don't go because I scarcely find something interesting to see. 
That's true too. I mean, I was um, we were thinking about going to the cinema last weekend. And there's just nothing on that we fancy watching. Uh, Min is joining us all the way from the Netherlands. How are you doing, Min? Um, Friday Con, how are you doing? Joining us from South Africa. In different times, everything was new and overwhelming, said Pedro. We were more prone to be impacted by good movies than today. Um, Vero says, us tiny people should start an elf union. <laughs> Don't unionize the elves. That means I have to massacre them all and catch more. Not cool. <laughs> um, I don't... Also, I don't support excessive CGI for special effects. Eugene says, I agree at least 90% of modern Russian movies are just crap. Uh, in a world dominated by the wow factor, all we can expect is special effects. Impact, shock, and all that stuff, says Kyrman. I mean, look, the movie... Move, the movie, it's called the movie industry, not the movie artistry, right? It's a business. I mean, there is still room for artistry in there, just like with music. But if people will go out in droves and see special effects movies, you know, these big spectacles, these Marvel movies, but they won't go out to see a thought-provoking independent movie, and that tells you everything. I mean, the last movie I saw at the cinema was Oppenheimer. What was the last movie you saw at the cinema, Natch? Trostris. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just have a moment of silence for our fallen brother? <laughs> I mean, unless you have kids. <laughs> Obviously. Unless you have kids. It's hard to find decent movies by auteur directors that will actually make an impact in the cinema. Uh, let's continue. <laughs> I should I should have known. <laughs> Uh, I had to watch Trolls 4 or 5. I don't even know what number it was with uh, <laughs> with my godchildren the last time they came over. My God. It's like having a lobotomy watching those movies. It's like being conscious through a lobotomy. I felt myself getting dumber through every second. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, <laughs> we are often, we watch today a movie that I considered great when I saw it decades ago. And I and it was really pretty crappy. For example, Highlander. That's a great point. How many times have you revisited a movie from your childhood and thought, "Wow, that was epic"? Highlander is a great example. I loved Highlander. Um, uh, Christopher Lambert. Um, the second one had what's his name in it? Um, oh, Sean Connery <laughs> playing a Spaniard with a Scottish accent. Good job, Sean. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and they just, you know, you think, well, you know, obviously nostalgia um, helped this one get across the finish line for me. And, you know, that's more, I think that's more the the rule than, um, uh, than, the, uh, than the contrary. I remember watching, like, action movies I just loved. Cobra by Sylvester Stallone. There's a, there's a, um, a deep cut for you. It's absolute trash. <laughs> Some of the later Rambo movies. Wow. Ro I used to love Rocky, the Rocky films. Rocky 1 and 2, still objectively great films. Rocky 3 was my favorite when I was a kid, where he fought Mr. T. You can fool. <laughs> and it, was, it is in every way a bad movie. <laughs> For some weird reason, there's a robot in it. There's I don't know. Just a terrible film. Oh, but nostalgia pushes these things across the finish line for us. We tend to look back on them like, wow, yeah, no, they don't make them like that anymore. Aspirational films. <laughs> it's just, you know, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of um, nostalgia for childhood rather than for the quality of the filmmaking, I think. Um, Min says, personally, I don't agree. This is just, this just feels like the classic. It used to be better because all that's left from those times are the best of the best. Look at the trash horror movies from the 80s and 90s. Uh, wash your mouth out, sir. <laughs> Min, those are the best movies. Bad horror movies from the 80s are the best horror movies. I love them. <laughs> um, uh, look at the bad horror movies from the 80s and 90s, but we only remember Alien. Um, Alien, I believe, is a movie from 1978 or 79. I'm probably going to get crucified for that one. Um, great movie if you've never seen it. Ridley Scott. Um, all right. 
So there you go. Yeah, uh, diverse, some diverse opinions there. It's true, we tend to remember the past, we look at it through rose-tinted glasses, and maybe that's why 84% of people on Instagram just went out and said, yeah, true, movies are crap nowadays, but really, are they? Have we really killed independent cinema? I don't think so. Arguably, independent filmmakers have more opportunities now than ever before. HBO, Disney+, Plus, um, Netflix, um, Amazon Prime Video. There are distributors nowadays just clawing at projects. Please, do you have an idea? Give us your idea. Let's see how we can get this movie funded and made. I think, if anything, we're in a bit of a golden age. What is dying slowly, I think, is the is going to the cinema. That, my friends, is a massive shame. Unless it's a big blockbuster movie or a gigantic director, people aren't leaving the house and going to the cinema. So it's getting harder and harder to justify these exploding budgets. Am I right? I mean, the age of the, the blockbuster, is it coming to an end? People point to Oppenheimer and Barbie like, no, 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 look at this. Look at these massive successes. But those are the exception rather than the rule, are they not? Even Marvel is um, failing miserably. What Disney used to, used to dominate the box office. Has there been a successful Marvel movie in the last five years? I don't think so. Well, no, I mean, maybe Spider-Man. Yeah, let's see. Um, Pedro says, you know what was objectively better decades ago in movies? The soundtrack. Oh, you're going to get a Probo approved, Pedro. Yeah. Probo oh. approved. Driving to the danger zone. <laughs> Come on. Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. Are you kidding? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, so... I don't know. I have thoughts. I have feelings. I tend to think we're looking at the past through rose-tinted glasses. Let's see what you think, friends. So I posed the, I made the statement, the last decade has been the lowest point in cinema history, and you guys said... Oh, God, where are... <laughs> Sorry, 67%. True, well done, well done. Yeah, look, I mean, it is um, it is true. We tend to look at, I think, and you guys are saying true here, but I'm going to, for me, say, look, false. There are, there are a ton of movies we just remember as way better than they are just because of, uh, you know, our memories just tend to color everything a little bit better from the past, don't they? But the truth is, I mean, there are more windows and avenues up for auteur, new directors than ever before. You know, if your thing is big spectacle movies, you still have those. We can't go back in time and watch the new Ghostbusters movies that are coming out now as children. We look at them and compare them to our nostalgia, not the actual movies. And we say, no, these are bad. These are crap. <laughs> but are they really? Because I'll tell you something. Um, the new Ghostbusters movie, they, they've just made a, a sequel, Frozen Empire. But the rebooted Ghostbusters movie, I think it was great. And if I was watching it as a 10 or 11-year-old, wow, would I be transfixed with that universe? If I was watching these new Marvel movies that have flopped in recent years as a child, wow, my mind would be blown. If I was going to see Trolls and that and those movies that my um, godkids just love, geez, my mind would have been blown. What a golden age of cinema we live in. But sadly, we don't compare, I think, the movies of the past to the movies of the present. I think what we do is compare our memories of the movies of the past to the present. But you know what my what Grandpa Bo would say about that, friends? He would say, that's just an opinion. And opinions, they're like buttholes. Um, everyone has one, they all stink, including mine. Friends, let's move on to today's 100 Humans. All right. Here we are, friends. It's 100 humans time. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Uh, today's question is, in movies, name an occupation that is almost always played by men. En el cine nombra una ocupación 
que casi siempre es interpretada por hombres. Oh, right, Natch. Come on. ¿Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. In movies, name an occupation that is almost always um, played by men. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I am in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Let me tell you, um, uh, people were, were um, really participative yesterday on um, on Instagram. Uh, big thank you to Materio Scura, Nessa Vanessa, Vero, um, Gemma, CJ, Barbas, uh, Izzy, La Chica de la Segunda Fila, Pedro, Coco, Raz, uh, Rafelka, and many, many more, all of which um, commented on Instagram. What do you think, Natch? What's something, a job that's always played by men in movies? Director? Ah, no, 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 no. Ah. I mean as in personajes. Ah, personajes. Um, a superhero. A superhero. Is a superhero there? Natch, for the first time, I think, maybe ever. No, it's not. Has the Oracle had his coffee this morning? No, he hasn't. Don't be too hard on him. You know, he's just calentando motores. He's got a long day ahead of him. <laughs> okay, name an occupation that is almost played, but always played by men in movies. Vero in the chat says, um, uh, says firefighter. A firefighter. Um, uh, un, oh God, how do you say firefighter? Un, un bombero. Bombero, I knew it. God damn it. They want Nanch. Give yourself a nivelazo. Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. Un bombero. Well done. Is it there? Yes, it is, Vero. Well done. Well done. It's there. Three of the hundred humans said bombero. Firefighter is in sixth place. Um, King, says Eugene. <laughs> yeah, of course, because otherwise it'd be Queen, wouldn't it? <laughs> King's not there. I'm sorry, Eugene. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, soldiers. I see soldiers in the chat from Pedro. Is soldiers there? No, it's not. Although, great answer. Great answer. Um, president, says Eugene. Oh, that's a good one. A president. Can you, can you think of a single female president in, um, in movies? There must have been one. Is president there? Yes, it is. Well done. Name an occupation in movies almost always played by a man. President is there. Um, chauffeur, says the bridge. Chauffeur. You know, the people who drive rich people around. A chauffeur. Is chauffeur there? In Spanish, is that just like chauffeur? Yeah, uh, with the stress on the... Oh, chauffeur. 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 All right, is it there, though? No, it's not. Oh, Tell you what, though, Bridge, it was a great answer. Um, Eugene, on fire, following up his amazing president answer, says, a spy. A spy. Is a spy there? No, it's not. Um, neither is uh, neither is taxi driver. Sorry. Um, chauffeur is kind of taxi driver, kind of same thing. You know, only the drive normal people around. Um, let's see. Portus says the bridge. We had that one. Eugene in the chat says a detective. A detective. Always played by a man. Mm. I mean, I immediately think of classic cinema, Miss Marples. There have been um, Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> More TV than cinema. But there have been female detectives. Did the 100 humans agree, though, with Eugene? Detective, is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Damn. Eugene's on fire today. Straight out of Russia with all the correct answers. A gigolo, says Carmen. <laughs> Carmen Gigolo is not there. Um, a killer, says Eugene. A killer, un asesino. Is it there? No, it's not. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a look. We're going to take a look at Instagram. Because we've got loads of answers here. 
So name something, name something in uh, an occupation in movies that is always played by a man. A man. Materia Oscura here says, a drug dealer. <laughs> Way to break that glass ceiling, ladies. Is drug dealer there? No, it's not. <laughs> um, Vero in the chat, I correctly identified, um, in sorry, in Instagram, correctly identified uh, firefighter. Who are, what are we missing? You are missing quite a few. There's four answers. Um, let's see. Firefighter we had. All right. One here from Nessa Finessa in the chat. She says, in um, on Instagram, says, lawyer. Is lawyer there? Un abogado? Yes, it is. Well done, Nessa. Some great answers here. Is a plumber, carpenter, mailman, stockbroker? None of those are there. La chica de la segunda fila, taxi driver, bellboy, valet parking in a hotel. All true, usually played by men, none of which are there. Gangster. You guys are painting a very negative picture of men in cinema. Let me just tell you. Where's, where's representation? Gangster, says Raz. Um, uh, all right. Coco says, a policeman. A policeman, a cop. Usually played by men in cinema. It's there. Well done. Coco, killing it. 24 of 100 humans said cop. It's in second place. You guys have only got two left to identify. Let me give you a clue. Okay. Here we go. Um, A wizard, says Eugene. Not there. Santa Claus, not there. Let me give you a clue. Okay, this is a person you go to when there's something wrong. You're not feeling too good. You go to this person, usually played by a man. In the cinema. You want to tell them where it is, Natch? A uh, doctor. A doctor, well done. <laughs> Number one answer, doctor. 43 of 100 humans said that. And finally, hmm, Sergio Leone made movies about these people back in the um, 70s. Bah, wah, 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 wah. Sadly, it's a genre that is um, uh, that we haven't seen a good, a good movie from in quite a while. I personally love this kind of movie. Stars like John Wayne and others. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. What am I talking about, Natch? Cowboys. A cowboy. Well done. Well done to Pedro in the chat who also got that one. You guys killed it. So I asked 100 humans to name an occupation almost always played by men. In position number... Seven. We had President of the United States, Portus. In position number... We had a firefighter, Bombero. In position number... Five. We had cowboy. Well done, um, Natch and Pedro. In position number... Four. Five of 100 humans said detective. In position number... Three. 18 of 100 humans with lawyer, abogado. In position number... Two. Um, a cop, a policeman. Uh, 24 of 100 humans. Congratulations to Coco on Instagram for that one. In position number... One. Was Doctor, well done Natch, 43 of 100 humans said that one. Let's go to complete the news. Complete the news. All right, here we go, my friends. Here we go. It's complete the news time. I'm going to give you a real news headline, but I'm going to leave out some important information. Your job in the audience is to identify the missing information with the three options I give you. If you haven't interacted, this is your moment. All you have to write is A, B, or C. Let's go. Blank are trying to kill baby manatees, and scientists don't know why. Blank. This is from newsweek.com. Um, blank intentan matar a crias de man, manatíes. 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 Y los científicos no saben por qué. Is it A, Florida? Uh, Floridians, my bad. Flor Floridianos. Because why not, you know? Is it B, adult manatees? Manatíes adultos. Or is it C, Dolphins, delfines, A, B, or C? What do you think? What do you think, Natch? B. I think B. Adult manatees are killing baby manatees, and scientists just don't know why. Okay, the chat. The chat is on fire here. Seems like they disagree with you, Natch. They're saying C, dolphins. No one going for Floridians. 
Have you ever watched this show, guys? Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Chat is saying C. Natch is on B. Let's find out. So, scientists don't know why these things are killing baby manatees, but who is it? Let's get a drum roll, Natch. The answer is C, dolphins. What? It's one all this week, friends. One to chat, one to natch. It is, in fact, dolphins. Um, uh, dolphins are trying to kill baby manatees and scientists don't know why. What's going on? We've got killer whales sinking boats. Dolphins just killing manatees. What have fish got against mammals? Actually, I believe killer whales are mammals, aren't they? Stricken from the record. Never mind. Bad dolphin, says Eugene. Yeah, totally. Uh, scientists have, have observed unusual behavior where bottlenose dolphins attack baby manatees, a phenomenon documented, documented 10 times between 1999 and 2020, primarily along the coast of Belize. This aggressive behavior includes biting and ramming the calves, leading them, um, leaving them injured or, in one case, dead. The exact reason behind these attacks remains unclear. Some speculate it could be rough play or mistreatment, um, similar to rough physical play. Others consider it might be a form of competition for resources or even... Um, instinctive drive to attack young from other species. This behavior highlights the complexity of dolphin interactions, not only among themselves, but also with other marine species. Who, who would have thought? These dolphins, a-holes. You know, sharks need better. <laughs> they need better marketing, Natch. Sharks need better marketing. Killer whales, or orcas, as their PR representatives would have you call them. And dolphins, air holes of the ocean. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Friends, no more, no more time for today's program, but let me tell you something. What an amazing show we've had. I'll be back tomorrow with more madness on the Probo Show. Guys, you've rocked. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>